Gemma. I'm Chippy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first off, I would just like to apologise. I am I'm recording this in Johnny's bedroom and he's got a very squeaky chair. So if you hear a, a funny noise, I'm not trumping. It's excuses. I, I, I don't have wind. Um, although I have had a lovely butternut squash soup for lunch. So <laughs> it's happen not... at any time. Is what you're telling us? It's the chair. Let's Strategic. Just the chair. Strategic choice of where to record the podcast. Now I'm in Johnny's room because the house is still full of people, and it's very hot today. And my bedroom is south facing, um, which is normally lovely, but not for recording a podcast. No, melt. Fair. Okay. Where are you? I am, of course, in my bedroom, in my boffice. In, in your boffice. In, I'm I've just I've moved over to Joe's side of the bed where the afternoon sun is coming through, so I'm lying in the sun patch. Nice, um, nice. One of the side effects of uh, being trapped in my house for what is now 22 days. Um, <laughs> not, not that you're counting. No. I was like, it's two <laughs> weeks. And then I was like, no, it's three weeks. Three mm. weeks on Wednesday it was. Um I keep buying house plants. Now, where are you getting them from? Because I can't find. Oh, anything. what are you after? I know a man. Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, they're not technically house plants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know who might have some tomato? Who? Well, someone in my team might have a. Can you, can you, can you ask them about you. a dog? Can yeah, I can. I, can. I know a man. Yeah. I mean, with the question about how, I mean, even if they just, I virtually own the tomato plant until it's safe <laughs> to actually post it would be great. Just so I know I've got one. Yeah. Because Thomas, my eldest, has just got an obsession with tomatoes. Oh, that's like, nice. He wants to grow tomatoes and I cannot They are nice to grow. For love nor money. So if any companies watching this, any garden centres would like to send me some tomatoes, get in touch. Oh, you'd keep <laughs> save. You keep clacking and it sounds like you're raving. Get in, get in touch. <laughs> apparently we clacking. apparently we sang it in one of the podcasts. I don't do you listen well you do, you edit the podcast. I don't listen to them. I have to <laughs> I don't listen to them because it would mean we'd stop recording the podcast because my hate Yeah, you've not ever listened to one. I tried to make you I tried to make Chippy listen to the first I think one I listened to she... a bit of it and then I was like yeah, that's fine. fine. I've heard the first minutes, it's fine. I trust you not I trust you. It's yeah, fine. I know that it's we're actually I think one of the reasons we're such a good team is that when we started recording today, you were like, I've done my research and I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah little miss goody choosings that the fact that you're like i i know that you like to edit stuff i know that you like to that whether it's, it's something you filmed or I can't, recorded I, and it takes the, yeah. the the i don't need to do it and so i never I think about I, I just, doing I it i can't relinquish i can't relinquish and that, that works that so control. well because i don't feel at any point i've never been felt like i need to say oh Jem, do you want me to edit the podcast this week because I don't, because I know that you don't want me to, and I think that makes us a dream team. I get to be a lady aunt. Editing, <laughs> that's what I say when the kids aren't editing. I know years of oh no, yeah. So I don't listen, but then it means that people send me messages going, "Oh my god, you were singing," and I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> oh, I completely know what you mean. I I agree about 
blah de blah and I'm like did I say that I must have been very yes. opinionated that day what I've done very done I've, I've, what I did is I've cut and sliced little bits of words <laughs> and made sentences that you haven't actually said I know is it gonna go down in history it's like this is things that I've said I never said that Gemma Gemma was instrumental <laughs> in the dem- de- demise of Chippy's career <laughs> I hate people's faces she's she's <laughs> sl- slabbed together thanks <laughs> Um, um, what I was going to say before we start, because today's topic is about sleep. Yeah. Now, I know that you and I are coming at this from polar opposites because my nickname is the cat. Oh. Because I can literally sleep. Not only can I sleep anywhere, the only place I can't sleep is a plane because I'm petrified okay. of flying. Yeah. But not only can I sleep anywhere, but I can fall asleep in approximately 10 seconds. <gasps> It's the dream. That is the dream. Yeah. My husband's like that. And then I stay in a very deep sleep. Um, and in fact, even when I've been going through extremely stressful periods of my life, like divorce, etc., yeah. I've never lost sleep. That's and it's, I'm not. It, I'm just extremely lucky that I can just just doesn't affect that part that of me. That is you, amazing. So you've suffered from insomnia. Oh God, you? my sleep is not good. I mean, it's it's pretty good now. I have a question for you though. As a good sleeper, do you yeah. when you wake up in the morning? What do you like in the morning? Do you feel refreshed in the morning? Um, it depends. It depends on um what time I went to bed. Okay, I'm better if. So, like, for example, this morning I randomly woke up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Feeling refreshed. Okay. And I just got up. But if I'm better if I'm allowed to wake up naturally. So, at the moment, it's it's really weird because some days I'm waking up really early. Some days I'm waking up really late. But I'm not having to set my alarm. And I feel so much better. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's one thing that I've been trying to convey throughout my social media ramblings is that... Um, yeah, I've stopped my husband setting an alarm. Occasionally, he set it for five to to do some work early before the kids are up, um, because he's quite productive then. But I'm like, don't set your alarm. You'll never think of all the times that your kids have been awake really early at the weekend, and then on Monday morning you've had to drag them out of bed. Well, you don't have mm. to do that now. Um, so I do think I think that's a really good thing to not have to set your alarm. Yeah. But yeah, my sleep is not good. My sleep, weirdly, my mum, my mum always says how terrible my sleep was. I didn't sleep through until I was two. And God. yeah, and she went to a dinner party this was in the 80s. She went to a dinner party with a doctor and she said something like, I'm not going to have another drink because I'll be up with my daughter she doesn't sleep through and they were like how old's your daughter and she said two and they were like "Uh -uh, uh-uh uh-uh gave her a prescription I don't think it was even a prescription gave her this it was something like gripe water you know it had alcohol in it I think and (laughs) she he was like when she wakes up give her this put her back to bed and she did that every night for like two weeks and that was it and she was like and you would go you know I'd give it to you I'd give you a cuddle I'd put you back in bed and you'd go back to sleep um and that was it so and then (laughs) I was a fine sleeper I did sleepwalk 
sleep with my eyes open, mm-hmm. sleep talk. Uh, always I used to freak my sister out because um, I would just walk into her room. So that was never good. Um, <laughs> That's like my worst nightmare, waking up with the face yeah. there. And I've had, since I can remember, sleep paralysis. Have you heard of sleep paralysis? Sleep paralysis what? is horrible. And I haven't had it for about 10 years, which is really good. And that, actually, I think it is linked to depression and anxiety but I could be making that up um so sleep paralysis is when you wake up but you can't open your eyes or move but you're awake um and it's really horrible and but the key to sleep paralysis is to take some really deep breaths in and out and to think to yourself this is lovely I get to have another extra 10 minutes of sleep if you can get yourself sort of back to sleep then you wake up normally but it is really scary and horrible what happens if you can't get back to sleep? Does it eventually, is it a bit like having pins and needles? It eventually comes back. I think so. But it's really panicky because you're like a physically, it's like, like I physically can't open my eyes, but I'm awake. Very weird. Um, and then what really put the nail in the coffin was I, a boy, it's always a boy's fault, I find, life. Um, yes, blame it on will, the men. I fell in love at first sight when I was 16. Yeah, no. Forced this boy to go out with me. Never a good sign. Never a good sign. When 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 cajoling's involved, exactly. Tell that to a sixteen-year-old. And three months later, obviously, he broke up with me. And I, you know, when something horrible's happened, when you've slept and then you wake up in the morning and then you have to re-remember something awful happening. That horrible, horrible feeling. So I decided to fix this by not going to sleep. So it may, I mean, it, it, it's logical. So what I would do is I'd stay awake all night. And then when I went into school, I would catnap, eat pot noodle. And so eventually I did this for so long that I sort of reversed my body clock. Yay. Mm. And then I generally was just a bad sleeper. And I think now still my body, my brain is at its most alert in the night time which is great uh mm. so then I became really bad then at university it was really bad I was getting about two three hours a night um and it was making me really ill and I got put on sleeping pills but they make you wake up in the middle of a nightmare which is awful oh have no, you ever had yeah. that I, well I, I have I, that's one thing I do have it's extremely vivid dreams yeah. they stay with you for a couple of days so waking up in the middle of the nightmare is when you, it's like you can see your room, but in your head, the nightmare is still going on. Oh, God. No, yeah. So that's that. what sleeping, those sleeping pills did for me. So it's fair to say that I've come off quite lightly. You have. Really, but then. So, then, so it's never been good. But that's kind of, in hindsight, manageable when you don't have kids. Um, and when you're in yeah. your 20s, because I used to literally go straight from work from a night out sometimes and that would be fine. Uh, so I used to be very good on very little sleep. Um, and then when I had kids, weirdly, that tiredness that you get with a newborn, especially I think your first newborn where you're so worried. Mm. Um, I mm. started for the first time ever to fall asleep when my head hit the pillow. Um, nice. And that has been a game changer. Um 
So what I get now is I sometimes wake up at like two or three for a couple of hours. But I never, ever, I don't know what it's like to wake up feeling refreshed, which is why I asked you that. I feel like a zombie until about nine. I, I put that, and I when, I when the days I don't feel refreshed, it's when I'm dehydrated. Yeah, I think I definitely don't drink enough water. Um, and as soon as I, I, I'm, I've, I've reached, I'm about to move on my chair. Yeah. <laughs> as, as soon as I have reached... Uh, like an acceptable hydration level in my yeah. body i feel okay again but interestingly what a couple of people have said like because we asked on the, in the facebook yeah. group um, oh we've got a facebook those of you that don't know mm, those of you that don't know we set up a facebook group uh, are your children killing each Sorry, other i don't know that's probably bloody non-social distancing kids i'm gonna check no 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 i'm not i'm not saying it's bothering me it's just that i just no, that's to make kids sure they're on social distancing what are they doing oh, they're having fun on a summer's day um oh, I was gonna say yeah so um Facebook group we have set up a Facebook group called Live Laundry I did call it the Live Laundry but it made it really difficult to find so now it's just called Live Laundry um on Facebook so come and join us but we asked um we said we said that this week's topic was going to be sleep and people um waded in and commented but quite a few people said asking about what to do if you wake up in the middle of the night. Now, this is one of the things that I have been researching. Okay. Because I already knew that as humans, we're supposed to wake up in the middle of the night. Are we? Did you know that? No. Well, Before you start with your research, though, I have personal information for this. Did you know there are two types of insomnia? And one is... Okay, no. and one is linked to depression. No, I did not know that. And I think that. the one where you can't get to sleep, I, of course, being an overachiever, have both. Um, <laughs> yes. um, I wouldn't have said anything else. But um, one, I think that's okay, is the one where you can get to sleep. And the one that is linked to anxiety, I think depression as well, but I think definitely anxiety, is when you wake up in the middle of the night. Okay, well, this is interesting because, and I, I did actually read this a few years ago. Um, it is uh, years, like, I think it was like, when I say the 16th century, that is not factually, factually correct. But in Old the olden times, days, yeah. right? Yeah, olden times when they used to do things by candlelight, it was very common for them to go to bed then wake up in the middle of the night and have a period of activity where they'd actually get up, get out of bed, maybe for an hour, mm-hmm. two hours, do something. It was that was a very common time for them to Oh, sex. really? Yeah, and then go back to sleep around okay. about three a.m. And so it's and then it's it was part of our natural so rhythm. So this is also the thing. So pre, we're all. I'm always banging on about this in terms of skincare. Because everyone is always saying to me, but my skin is born to, you know, it's created to deal with life. Why should I add anything to it? Or blah, 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 blah. And that's totally true. Except A, cavemen and women lived till they were about 20 or whatever and looked not great. Mm. Um, But also it's modern living that you've got to take into account. And I think that's very interesting what you're saying about waking up in the middle of the night, because obviously people used to go to bed earlier 
and wake up at. Yeah, and that's exactly what they found. And but they, and they said and they found the um, the scientist who um, did this paper said that by the 1920s it basically didn't happen anymore because people had different work patterns. People were working like what we would call a traditional working day. And they, their whole structure of their life, like you say, modern life yeah. just changed. Electric lighting. Um, like, exactly and... like. So, things, if you're someone who wakes up in the middle of the night, because I think I saw a couple of people saying they get to sleep fine, but they wake up for a couple of hours in the middle of the night. My number one thing is yeah. don't look at your phone. Don't look at your phone. Mm-hmm. Don't look at what time it is. That is yes. so key because what you will then do is you'll be like, oh, it's three o'clock in the morning. That means if I go back to sleep now, I'll get I'll get four yeah. hours. Of and sleep. then that is yeah. a sleep killer. But also, obviously, we all know about the light. It comes from your phone that wakes up your brain more. Um, and I've started, le- I've started leaving my phone downstairs. But what I would say is when I had really bad insomnia when we were first married, because what you have to take into account, which is difficult, is if you're living with people. So Joe's a very good sleeper, but our bedroom is above the boys' bedrooms. And so, mm-hmm. and we've got dogs. So I'm a bit like, well, I can't get up and move around in case I wake the kids up or the dogs up. Um, but I'm lucky because Joe's a good sleeper. So if I need to switch the lights on and read, which is better for you than looking at your phone, then I can. Um, but yeah, I don't ever look at what time it is. I don't ever look at my phone. Um, and one thing that I've, but I do, if, if I look at my phone, it will be literally to put the Calm app on. Do you use the Calm app? I do. Yeah. And and this is something that lots of people, I only, I only listen to Matthew. I listen to Eric He's just so dreamy. He's just so dreamy. I know someone who knows him, obviously. Uh, obviously, yeah. So I don't listen. I haven't listened to his one. I listen to Eric Bra because he goes on like the Orient Express and stuff, which I like. I like going on the train journey. So I do. I really. Like I like that. if Tom Selleck. If Tom Selleck oh, did a that'd be story, amazing. I'd be all it? over that. He's got the most amazing voice. Like, yeah. I mean, in my mind, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. I can't say his name. Yeah. Matthew. That's him. Him. That's the chap. He's he's not hasn't got a voice like Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck's Tom Selleck voice is, is great. Just... I would obviously oh. like Slash to do one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't get much. I under the hand wouldn't be um, great. Hiya! <laughs> Time to get up. Get Tomming. No. <laughs> middle of the night, Tom. Because oh, that's the thing. I think getting up in the middle of the night is not necessarily a bad thing. No, get up. If you really can't sleep, get up. And um, another thing that I found is that if you do the five minute test, right, close your eyes for five minutes. And if you don't fall asleep in that five minutes, get up, have a potter around, have a chamomile tea. I hate chamomile tea. Hate it. But you know what I mean? You have a a non-caffeinated drink, a warm milk or something like that. Um, But not and I, I know it's really difficult but I think the second you start to fret and sort of think okay I'm losing sleep I'm gonna feel just, it's obvious, tomorrow, obvious. Blah, blah, blah. it's like well that's not gonna help you, you just become more and more anxious yeah. more and more and more anxious and I think that's one of the reasons why I've always been a bit 
okay with my sleep because I've always been so chilled out about it. I've never allowed myself to get yeah stressed I, about sleep. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Something about you were saying about getting up for chamomile tea. Da, 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 da. No. My mum get my mum gets up in the middle of the night and she'll have like two packets of sweets. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same, mum. Well, if it works for her. Well, quite a lot. It's funny though, because you were saying that um, people sleep nightmares and having sleep paralysis. Quite a lot of people, when when they replied to our Facebook um, Mm. post, said that they've been having nightmares. So do you? So do you have nightmares? nightmares? I do. I have always had bad nightmares. A period of they won't wake me up. But when I am stressed, mm. I will have horrific nightmares. But and then, but I'll, and then in the morning, I will remember them. But they're are very you, lucid, extremely are you the, lucid. Are they the same? Yes. Yeah, so when when I when I used to get, I used to have really bad anxiety and mm. panic attacks, and I used to have um, dreams that were very physical. Like I would dream I was covered in like boils and sores yeah. and awful things, and they would stay mm. with me. And make me feel physically ill the next day, recalling yeah. the dream. Um, and I and I did quite a lot of research into them, and like I went to, um, I almost said physiotherapist. I didn't go to a physiotherapist yeah. for anxiety. What what it begins with a psychiatrist? P. What, not psycho. No, psych. Psycho. He was talking therapy. I don't know. He was very nice. Um, he definitely a, a was an so yeah a therapist and like and he said you know your what is going on in your head is basically just an extension of your conscious thoughts um and just try not to your brain is just trying to to process it stuff out and the more the more i just didn't overthink it and overanalyze what the stream because i used to like get straight onto google and be like i dreamt about really you surprised me that you uh Uh, but like, so a lot of people have been having bad dreams since yeah. this whole coronavirus. It is thing. your brain trying um, to process it. I think. I think. Yeah, and I think it's really, com- really I common. I have a recurring dream that I've had since I was a child, um, which I now have, which is an anxiety dream. And as soon as it starts, it'll literally start off as a really nice dream, and then it will morph into the same dream. And I'm like, and it's got to the stage now at the ripe old age of 36 where I'm like, oh God, and here come the snipers or whatever it is. Oh God, oh no. Um, oh yeah, you've told me about that. It's yeah, horrible, yeah, yeah. So. And uh, so, you know, at the time it's, it's sort of horrible, but at the same time I'm like, and then they're all going to leave the house and I'm going to have to go and get them and there's lions outside or whatever it is that's happening. Um, mm. But I did go through a stage of having really bad nightmares when I was very anxious um and i and like you i they would wake me up because i'd be shouting so loudly and joe would have to wake me up um and they are it is really horrible because it it's not only horrible at the time but it is that thing where it seeps over into your next day or it's next like when day you, have, is... you have you have a dream where like i'll have a dream that mike's cheated on me and i won't speak to him for the whole day afterwards yeah <laughs> 
I've never had that. I uh, the worst dream I had. Like it happened to me the other day. He woke up. I went, "I'm not talking to you." <laughs> you and he was like, "What have I done? On me. Said, what, what did what did sleep me do?" And I was like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> what didn't you do?" What um, did you dream? What was your worst dream? My worst dream was so bad that Joe, we had to sleep. He literally had to sit up in the bed, and we had to link our arms and hold hands and sleep with the lights on. And oh. I know, but the funny thing is, it's such a typically me dream. Wait for it. Okay. I had a dream that someone murdered my sister and right. they were in the house and I was tracking them down. But it was the fact that I woke up and I was like... Do you want to know, do you want to know my worst dream? Yeah. My worst dream was when, after I'd got divorced, and obviously you can kind of understand it because I was starting again and I was rebuilding a new life. I opened up this cupboard... And I fell out in a body bag. Oh. It was horrible. Oh. We like, what? Oh, that's not a nice dream. <laughs> no. And like, and that was like, that was the height of my bad dreams. But I think, but I never really have really good dreams anymore. I used to do, and when I used to teach antenatally, at the end of every class we used to do, a, I used to do a guided relaxation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> which for anyone what they would be like what that that i was actually very good at yeah it. i've heard you do your calming voice and um what was gonna say yeah and um i used to do the same start their feet blah, blah. yeah but what always used to make me giggle is that it was the room was often full of exhausted pregnant ladies like most would fall asleep and then the trumping would start oh, really? and it was like a cacophony <laughs> And I used to go home. I knew I'd done my job properly if someone had passed wind. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my God. Don't, yeah. God, pregnancy is delight, and then isn't it? One, and then one, I, I think my my pregnancy classes were, must have been an experience because one week I forgot the word vagina, oh. which is, like, quite fundamental when you're doing a, a pregnancy class. Um, just not fair. That's like, you know, the hole. Where it comes, where it out. comes out from. The hole. <laughs> And then, and then the other time, um, I was teaching a couples workshop to um, it wasn't just women there, but there were the half along. Um, and couples, yeah, yeah, okay, just just in case. And um, I, I said, strap in, folks. I said, oh, these pregnant ladies are making me really horny. <laughs> Did you mean now that did you mean is really hard to recover from? Broody, Gemma. Broody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really hard to recover from. Nice. <laughs> and that's kind of cool. Glad you bought your husband's for this. Um so my thing going back to nightmares. Yeah. I find do you find so I mean Obviously, you can't tell if you're going to have a nightmare. But I definitely think reading something nice before bed. Maybe we should do a post on the Facebook group of books recommendations. My group on Facebook, my makeup group, love a book recommendation. Yeah. Because it's really nice to know what people are reading now and, and enjoying. Um, and there's lots of free stuff on. Uh, but if you're not a reader... Audible. I do. I naturally do self visualization. So this is the thing. So, but but what I'm going to say is, if you if you're not a reader, Audible 
yeah. is great or a podcast like I listen to true pro- crime podcasts they're probably not that don't listen to this podcast as you're trying no, to no but sleep. some like there are loads of like calm <laughs> podcasts or stuff like that um yeah but so but what, what I meant was I naturally and I didn't even really think about it up until a couple of seconds ago and I've done it ever since I was very young mm. I will I have like two or three scenarios yeah that I pick on yeah. one's really random one's um almost like an, an Arabian Nights thing yeah. where um I'm just walking around this amazing palace yeah I don't, <laughs> I don't even know where it is but it seems very exotic and it's at night time and and I just sort of wander around yeah. it. Don't speak to anyone. Yeah. Another one, I'm on a Greek island and um, an old lady takes me on her fishing boat oh, no. and we go fishing. And, I, and the other one is, which is very relaxing, but always puts me to sleep. Um, I'm in New York yeah. um, and I um, get a what job. What producers mean? Was that That's Ned. That? Ned, I'm <laughs> recording something, Poppet. Reduces means makes smaller. Can you go and take that downstairs to read um i'm in new york and i've got a job um in a hotel and i'm just walking around cleaning the hotel cleaning (laughs) so again i'm not very relaxed they're so mundane so what really changed it for me um how i how i went to sleep um when i was going through a phase about a year ago i think um where I was finding it difficult to get to sleep even when I was reading um I read a book called creative visualization and that is obviously about visualizing abundance and all of that but yeah um it did really help me to work on visualization at sleep time so I visualise what my life will be like when it's how I want it to be. So obviously with visualisation, yeah. for anyone who doesn't do it, you visualise your ideal scenario. Don't get bogged down in there. But how would I get to New York? You know, if you're, if yeah, you're Gemma no, cleaning no. in how, it. How, how, how would I end up? How do I meet the woman lunch? and get on her boat? And what about my passport? Don't get bogged <laughs> down into that. You're there. You've already dealt with that. You've probably got mm. an assistant. You don't even have to worry about it. Do you know what I mean? So... So th- I do a lot of that um, before sleeping. What someone told me recently was to, uh, which I think is very prevalent for now, is that what I do is I go through and list all the things I'm grateful for mm. um, while I'm trying to get to sleep. So I'm just, you know, I'm grateful that we have a garden and I'm grateful that my mum is is safe and she has a garden she has her dogs because it's so easy to be like yeah I'm worried about my mum she's on her own uh she really misses my dad it was just my dad's birthday it's about to be the ninth year of my dad since my dad died um Mm. it's a it's a horrible time of year for my mum and it's a horrible time of year for her to be separated from her family and it's so easy to focus on that so at bedtime I just am like She's got a lovely home. She's got friends who are constantly doing bridge parties and drinks parties. She's got neighbours who care about her. Do you know what I mean? So that I am grateful for those things. And yes, there are terrible things going on in the world. And yes, people are dying. And yes, you probably know people who are ill or whatever. But your brain will automatically think of those people. But it won't necessarily think about all the things 
to be grateful yeah. for. And I find that is very good. But there is a big game changer for me, which I can never fully remember, which is annoying. Um, <laughs> a while ago, someone posted on Instagram and said, this has changed my insomnia. I, I've had a lifetime of insomnia and this has changed it. And it's a breathing exercise. And it's literally you something like you breathe in for six, hold for six, breathe out for Triangular. six triangle breathing yeah but there's a specific number and I think it's six but I can't remember how many times you do it and I don't know what it is but when I started doing it I went from not being able to get to sleep to falling asleep with that breathing pattern um, I'm just trying it now so I've gone quiet and it's I'll be asleep in a second oh, <laughs> but also but I think that's the thing is it is is oxygen has a lot to do with your entire body function and not having enough oxygen in your brain can make you sleepy but not having enough oxygen in your brain at the right time can make you panicky can make you yeah because your brain your body is panicking but your your body can't say to you oh i'm panicking so don't have enough oxygen so you're just like "Uh, uh, uh." so deep breathing and positive visualization. And the thing that, you, that reminded me of creative visualization, the book, was you saying that you have your three scenarios that you go to, which weirdly she suggests she's like, you should have a safe space that you can go to in your head. Um, and maybe there's a guide there. And I cannot, I cannot visualize my safe space. The thing that I really love about this book is that it's like your brain will automatically always tell you the negative because that's how we've trained it and that's how society has trained it we're safeguard it's 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 self-preservation when this is over i'm going to go out and buy some tomatoes (laughs) tomato plant hopefully we'll get you some before um (laughs) but i think that's the thing and and your brain is a muscle why don't you just retrain it and retrain it to when you start to look at yourself in the mirror and go god you're so fat just look and be like man i have the most amazing eyes or i wonder what you're going to say ass no my ass is not anyway uh it's like eight times its original size thanks kids um but you know what i mean we can go back to your boobs if you're Gemma. man my boobs are (laughs) top notch cracking (laughs) pair of babs um but yeah, I think it's that thing. It's like retrain your brain. Use that negative thought that pops into your head or use that anxious thought that pops into your head in the middle of the night that's going to stop you sleeping as a reminder to replace it with a positive thought or a grateful thought or to say to your brain, I know what you're doing. You're going to replay all the times that you're a bit of an idiot when you were 12. I don't need mm. that. I'm going to think about something awesome that I did that made someone feel great or whatever. And speaking of awesome things that make you feel mm. great, what awesome things have you done this week, Chippy, that you would like to talk to the group uh, about to end on a puzzle? Well, I did, what I did is I asked in my Facebook group if there were any key workers. Oh, I saw that. I thought that was and lovely. I thought, I mean, there's, 2,000 people in the group and I thought there would be 20 there's over 100 and I wow. want to send them all a little tiny 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 little pamper treat um, yeah. 
including postage obviously that was going to possibly bankrupt me but chippy did you not think well, it I thought through they were be about 20 and <laughs> i thought i don't it doesn't actually matter it costing me money it's the least i can do i've got people i know who are staying away from their families in a hotel um yeah and people who are just crying when they get home and all of that so you know it's the least I can do I'm sitting here doing my online shopping not letting my kids out of the house in our own little bubble um so I then was like and and lots of people were saying right you just need to pick 10 or 20 or you need to put the names in a hat or whatever and I was like no I don't want to put that I want everyone to get a treat then I did a post in my group saying if you would like to sponsor a treat for a key worker um let me know and i'll message you and we'll talk about it and the sponsorship has been amazing and i i felt like oh god they're not gonna you know it's not they're not getting like eight products or whatever it's not a big present but everyone was just like anything anything that we can do to give them a lift to make them feel like they've been thought of we want to do um and what i loved was that there was just that post which I posted and no one knew that I was going to be doing little treats. I just said, do I have any key workers in the group? And it ranges from, I think there's about five midwives, doctors, nurses, um, carers to Aldi workers. Um, Mm. One woman, and I cannot tell you how much of a difference this made to me. She is a embalmer and funeral director. And I was like, wow. I read that. I read that, I read mm. that post. And yeah. I thought, God, this is amazing. And she said, and somebody else said, wow, that's amazing. And she said, I've wanted to do it since I was a child. It's my dream job. I, I want to. Su- so truly her calling yeah. then, her vocation, Yeah, I want it? to su- be able to support people and look after them. And uh, when my dad died, we obviously went to the local funeral director and for some reason it felt like such a betrayal leaving him there and I don't know Mm. why um they were very nice and very efficient and they were local um but for some reason just sitting there and it was really weird because it was this time of year and the weather was like this sitting in the garden at home thinking but he's down the road and someone else's house on his own with just strangers it just felt so weird and reading her post, being like, I want to, you know, obviously what she wasn't saying was it's a job that not many people want to do. Um, but I want to be there for people. Um, I just suddenly was like, a weight was lifted because I was like, oh, she would have. I mean, obviously it wasn't her, her looking after my dad. But I was like, she genuinely cares about those people. I don't know. You know, I watch a lot of BBC dramas. So there's a lot of midsummer murders in my house where there's like bodies on slabs and in stuff. You you have that kind of image, don't you? But yeah, it just yeah. made me think. Oh no, they won't have been treated like this. I mean, we're not wanting to go down a religious slant, but I'm always like, once they're they're dead, they're dead, and they're, you know, I was very aware that my dad had left uh, mm. his body, but I. I was like, oh, no, she she just, it was like a weight had lifted, um, which I hadn't really thought about. And I, and I just think there are so many amazing people right now. And, and I got into a bit of a thing on Twitter 
because someone said, um, don't, uh, don't clap. Don't go out of your doors and clap. It's really insulting. But you, you, well, should be, you should be petitioning the government to get these people the pay they deserve and blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, it's not mutually exclusive. It's not like eight o'clock on a Thursday is the only time slot for anything. And therefore, if we're clapping, we're not going to be taking note of who, who is actually mm. keeping the world going right now. And it's not a hedge fund manager. Um, and I found that really annoying because I was like, there is nothing that I can do. There is nothing I can do. The thing that I am doing is literally not letting my kids leave the perimeter of my house, taking my dogs out once every four days, and my husband will go to the shop if absolutely necessary. That is what I can do. And if standing on my steps lets people who are having to do more know that I appreciate them, then I will go and clap every Thursday night until this is done. And I actually think that after this is over, when and if the government try to not do what they should do which is really look at who's getting paid what and who's getting the mm. benefits and who's getting the support that they need the fact that on pretty much everyone's instagram stories and feed there is people clapping and people cheering and people banging pans for for key workers and to say thank you to the nhs my, my neighbor's got this amazing horn that goes doo, 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 doo. Oh, that doesn't sound amazing that sounds yeah no no when it when it when it's the eight o'clock <laughs> yeah. thing it doesn't randomly <laughs> no, do no, it that's upsetting <laughs> i break their horn so, no i know what you mean though it, you know it, but it's, 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 it's a, a record it's a... it's a public record of like this is how bad it was it was so bad that everyone went onto their doorsteps to clap and cheer because people were going through hell, underpaid, underprotected. And it was our sense of community because we cannot interact like we normally would. Have you, have you got your letter from Mr. Yeah, Forrest? Yeah, it's useless. Whoa, where's my letter? He's not reading See, no, to it's, me. You're just, uh, I mean, it's pointless. It was a pointless, stupidly worded letter. Oh, I still, I've not got it and I've got the right Oh, well, it's a letter it. that is going to make everyone think that they can, now's a really good time to start the couch to 5K. Sure to me. Okay. What's well, your my, positive my of the week, thing, apart from not, not really getting positive, your letter? It's more of a whoopsie. Oh. <laughs> a whoopsie. Um, last night, right, so um, I posted about it on my Instagram stories today. Um, in, there's, you know, there's this yeast shortage. Oh, yeah. Freaking yeast. Um, Derek decided to make his own sourdough starter. Right? I feel, so am I partially was... responsible? My sourdough starter went very well. Did it? Well, no, well, actually, when you said you were doing a sourdough starter, I thought you were literally doing a starter made of sourdough, like you were having like bruschetta on. Like, you bruschetta. know that you really should start to say when, when I'm talking about random stuff and you've got no idea rather than just letting me. <laughs> no, I just wasn't that I had no idea. I just assumed you were making like. Um, you know, but wouldn't a, you be a, like a very nice oh, with something on the sourdough? No, I, I assumed that was what was happening. Anyway, so Mike's like, I'm going to make a sourdough starter. So I was like, okay, I'm ready cool. So it. yesterday was the, yesterday was Thursday. So it was kitchen day. Today was Friday. Focus is kitchen. So I did an hour yesterday mm. just to get it out of the way because I knew today was going to be a nice day. About half past eight, nine o'clock last night, wandered into the kitchen. Holy mother of God! It was like, does it, does it smell really bad? 
it's still, it exploded yeah, it everywhere. Well, but how long had it been going? Only an hour. Oh, really? <laughs> what had he done? What had he made it with? <laughs> what Johnny said, Johnny said, Mike, how do you make yeast? And Mike was like, well, you flour, water and yeast or whatever. And Johnny was like, you make yeast with yeast. Mike's like, no. Yeah. To make your sourdough starter, you need flour and water. So you need about three quarters of a cup of flour, ideally three quarters of a cup and two tablespoons of flour and half a cup of water. And you mix it together and you add that and then you cover it, not too tightly, but, but I use a beeswax wrap over the top of the bowl. You leave it on the side. And then the next yeah. day you add the same amount of flour and water. You mix it all in really well, cover it. Next day, you add the same amount. And by then, you should start to see little tiny bubbles popping on the top. Oh, well, no. We had, it was something like the little shop of horrors on my windowsill last night. I could have Yeah, it didn't look good. I was like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I loved last week's podcast title. Derek gets what? his revenge. Chippy, Chippy rants, Derek fights Derek back. Fights back. I was like, what's Derek doing? That was when he um, slipped me the note when, I, when we were talking about the division of power oh, in the yeah, home. And he, was like, and he, gave, he gave me a list and you're like, give them yeah. a medal. Hold on, we'll send your medal round. The Queen will want a word with you. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was... that was. Um, I'm, so I made him clean yeah. up. I wasn't there. So I was like, you can I feel up. like... It's like the attack of the When blog this is, is coming. done, mm. you're going to be like tomato growing, sourdough starting. We're going to have we're going to have we're going to have caramelized onion and tomatoes on sourdough mm. nice. every day with your chicken egg. With we want chicken egg because I want to try and get you some definitely chicken. Do you think you'll still want to get chickens after? Oh no, I'm definitely so. The way what be really quickly before we go, I've now realised that I want to live away from people because I think it's lovely yeah, not seeing anyone. I, I find the it's face something really intrusive. Yeah, so we're going to move out a little bit into the countryside, and we're going to get chickens. Oh, jealous. And and I'm going to hold That's them to my dream. it. Yes, and I'm, you can live Thanks. in Can we then get a pig? <laughs> I want yes. a pig and a donkey and some okay. Indian runners and some chickens. Oh. Indian, Indian runner ducks. I used to have pet ducks called Dizzy oh, and Donald. Oh dear, what happened to them? Little, and I should leave you on that little what fun What happened fact? to Dizzy and Donald? Yeah, so we used to have bantams that got my mum still can't talk about it. <laughs> like thirty years on. Yeah, this is like this is like in the eighties. Yeah. Dizzy and Donald. They used to come and sit on my knee yeah. and everything in the morning. Just Dizzy and Donald fence. Anyway, on that point. <laughs>